Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. I am so excited to be with you again for this podcast. The title of today's message is The Reality and Power of Spiritual Laws. I've written many books on the topics of hope, joy, victorious mindsets, the power of words, declarations. I've got one book that's kind of an oddball book. It's called Divine Strategies for Increase. And I want to talk about that today. I believe this is an hour where God is giving us supernatural grace to increase, revelation to increase. And one of the ways that we increase, and I believe one of the main ways, is through a revelation of the power and reality of spiritual laws. Now, just as in the natural, there's laws like gravity that can work for us or against us, there are laws of the Spirit. In Matthew 25, in the parable of the talents, one was given five talents, another two, and a third was given one. There was a divine expectation that they would get a strategy for increase. We are wired for increase. And we don't just get increase through intellectual things or natural giftings. But I believe the the primary way that God has called us to get increase, which is an increase of blessing that can flow to us and through us, is by understanding spiritual laws. God's laws are not rules to be obeyed in a fear of punishment mindset, but God's laws are more like principles to be accessed so that we can get increase in our lives. Let me say that again. God's laws are not rules to be obeyed out of a fear of punishment mindset, but God's laws are spiritual principles to be accessed which will cause increase in our lives. Now Solomon, who is probably the one person in the Bible who understands God's laws, and obviously Jesus did, but outside of Jesus, Solomon is the person. who The book of Proverbs is a book on spiritual laws. You read that book with an understanding of how actions, words, attitudes, etc., They sow seeds into the unseen realm, which will bring about a positive or negative result in the seen realm. Now, how did all that start? Now, in this book, Divine Strategies for Increase, it's a devotional book. And one of the devotions is Solomon's Prosperity Releasing Request. And I started off by saying, if God told you He would give you whatever you ask for. What would you ask for? Well, Solomon, King David's son and successor, had this happen to him. Here's the story. This is in 2 Chronicles 1. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge 
that I may go out and come before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Now, when Solomon asked for wisdom and knowledge, God was moved and impressed. It says, Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Now, I believe the reason that God gave him riches and honor was not just, wow, I'm just so happy for this request. I'm going to give an extra blessing on this side. Now, it was the result of what he asked. He said, I'm going to, you've asked for wisdom. I'm going to give you wisdom. And wisdom is going to give you riches and honor and blessing and increase. And you know, God just says to us today, he, he asked us, he says, hey, Steve, hey, listener of Igniting Hope podcast today, what do you want? And you know, certainly intimacy with God, certainly salvation for others. But I'll tell you, that we ask for wisdom. We ask for supernatural wisdom. We say, Father, basically Solomon was saying, I want to understand how the spirit realm works. I want to understand what's really behind the laws. Because behind these laws, when you look at it in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the chapter on on being blessed and being cursed and what causes that to happen, that chapter in itself is a revelation on the power of spiritual laws. And when we recognize that Jesus obeyed the law fully for us, and it's not just our... We're not trying to obey God, to come into right relationship with him, or even to be pleasing to him, but we are going after the revelation. And what is it about these laws? The psalmist said this, well, it talks about the person planted by the streams of living water who meditates on his law day and night. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He delights because you're not going to delight in a law uh, unless you actually see something deeper than a, a law to be obeyed so you won't be punished. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law, I've said it many times, it's the Romans 12.2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the Romans 12.2 verse of the Old Testament, Joshua 1.8. But this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and be of good success. And so we see this principle here, the same that happened with Solomon, that Joshua, if he would honor the book of the law and meditate on it and get it in his mouth and mutter on it, that it would cause him to actually obey it. And then he would make his way prosperous and be of good success. He would increase his talents, so to speak. Now in the book, Divine Strategies for Increase, the first part of the book is about the principles, the principle of spiritual laws. And 
I'll, I'll hopefully have another podcast on this soon just to go, go deeper into that. I believe that even nations and that, I mean, the Bible says that if we exalt the Lord, that righteousness exalts a nation. And so nations are exalted and blessed based on valuing the spiritual laws of righteousness. And I believe that's one of the reasons the United States has been blessed through the years because of generosity, because of honoring God, because of sending missionaries and seeking first the kingdom in so many ways. There's been a blessing. And obviously there's a concern right now. And Father, we thank you for the United States. We ask you, God, that righteous leaders, God-fearing leaders would be raised up who would not not be those who are, are just righteous in word only, but they're living a life and they have wisdom in how to lead others towards that. We also pray for the other nations of the world. Now, part two of the book, and this is what I want to do the last part of this message. Part two of the book is examples of spiritual laws. I have in the book, I have 20 of those, and there's some others at the end. And let me just make mention of these right now. Father, thank you for revelation and for each one of us. Even as I say it, and I'll just mention some of these very briefly. Number one is the law of giving and generosity. Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given to you. Number two is the law of kingdom priorities. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. There will be a supernatural blessing as a result. Number three is the law of honesty and integrity. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Exodus 20 verse 16 and there there is a law of, of honesty and integrity that as we access that it will cause increase even though it may at times bring short-term pain <laughs> law number four is the law of effort and diligence proverbs 21 verse 5 says the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty law number five the law of humility james 4 6 God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And one of the best definitions of grace is the empowerment to do God's will. Law number six, the law of association. He who walks with wise men will be wise. The law of association. Law number seven is the law of faithfulness in small things. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Law number eight, the law of spiritual inheritance. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Those children may not even know why there's a blessing on them, why things come easier for them, why they're protected from certain things. It's because of an inheritance, the law of inheritance. Law numbers, law of the spirit number nine, the, the law of caring for the poor. He who gives to the poor will not lack. That's Proverbs 28, 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack. Law of the Spirit number 10, the law of words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Law of the Spirit number 11, the law of forgiveness. 
Forgive and you will be forgiven. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Luke 6, 37. Law of the Spirit, number 12, the law of sexual purity. Flee sexual immorality. And it goes on in 1 Corinthians 6. It's, it is a law. The law of, of blessing for sexual purity. Law of the Spirit, number 13, the law of blessing Israel. Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, curse him who curses you. The law of blessing Israel. Law of the Spirit, number 14, the law of covenants. 1 Samuel 18, 3, then Jonathan and David made a covenant. God blesses the keeping of covenants. Law of the Spirit number 15, the law of Sabbath rest. Remember the Sabbath day is part of the Ten Commandments. Again, these Ten Commandments each have a powerful spiritual law connected to them. Law of the Spirit number 16, the law of personal identity. Numbers 13, 33, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. How we, what we believe about ourselves is going to either create increase or decrease in our lives. Law of the Spirit, number 17, the law of unity and agreement, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, it will be done for you. Law of the Spirit, number 18, the law of tithing. Try me in this, Malachi 3.10. And I believe tithing is a universal principle, precedes the law. It, we can access that for increase. Law of the Spirit, number 19, the law of hearing. Faith comes by hearing. In hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Law of the Spirit, number 20. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3, 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. I could go on on this, but I want to just say this. The reality and power of spiritual laws. It's the wise political leader who acknowledges that. It is the wise parent who acknowledges that. It is the wise church leader. And again, we don't teach the law. If we're more focused on giving people rules to obey and rather than principles that we go to the headwaters of and get revelation on and teach, not out of fear, out of punishment, but out of vision and revelation. I mean, there's other laws as well. I mean, the law of honor. <laughs> I didn't even mention, you know, so Ephesians 6, children honor your parents. It's the first commandment with promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. It's all over the scripture. Thank you, Father, for this one who's listening right now. Thank you for the power of revelation in their life. Thank you for revelation on Solomon's request of what he prayed in Chronicles. Father, thank you for the, the parable of the talents and increasing our lives. Thank you for removing from us just a Old Testament mindset concerning the laws. Father, give us the Solomon who was ahead of his time. Give us that understanding so that we can have massive increase, that we can leave an inheritance, that we can that we can be part of a righteousness exalting a nation. Thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, give this one who's listening
Oh, give them excitement. Help them even to see all of the Ten Commandments in a different light. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much, Steve Backlund here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. And we're here at Igniting Hope Ministries. And remember, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the evidence that we're actually believing truth instead of lies. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. Our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. By the way, I'm just seeing the Lord just give radical breakthrough of hope to people right now. And remember too, the joy of the Lord is your strength, is my strength. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening, today is just not a good day to walk in radical joy. You may be battling personal weaknesses. You may be battling discouragement. You may just be hearing negative news through the media. There may be family situations, financial situations, uh, relational things outside of your family. You say, well, it's just not a convenient time. You know, I found this out. It's never a convenient time to walk in radical joy. There's got to become a point in our life where we say we're going to activate the power of joy and laughter. And I just release that over you. Certainly we weep with those who weep. We mourn in certain times and seasons. But the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. Hey, if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? If you're not signed up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com and you want to stay connected with what we're doing, online courses, events, travel schedule, etc. Please, you can do that. And thank you so much. I look forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.